where lazy authors talk about store ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Are you on Team Atheo or Team Eunice? Vote now with hashtag Unwritten Imaginings. Is that a real <laughs> thing that we're doing? I hope not, you know. I mean, we could certainly check Twitter after this episode is released and could see if we? anybody... We could. Mm. Nothing will stop us from being able to check. <laughs> well, Twitter actually does uh, prevent you from searching some things. I just can't remember exactly what it is that it prevents us from searching. There's no way it would block that hashtag. <laughs> well, no, but like it blocks things that are harder to access more than it blocks things that are easier to access, like more popular, I mean. What? There's... I think we could still search the hashtag, but like I think that there would be a limit on how much we could scroll down it and actually check the results on that. Although, you know, I don't know if we're going to have a whole lot of votes. Yeah, what, what, where do you come from assuming we're going to reach the scroll limit of Twitter? What are you even talking about? Okay, but the scroll limit for some hashtags is literally less than one screen. Okay, well then we'll just use a bigger screen. The point is... I see. We'll just... If you have a favorite team, go to Twitter and vote, and then email us because neither of us check Twitter. <laughs> I probably should check Twitter. Uh, I definitely shouldn't. I'm not into it. It feels like uh, talking to someone with ADHD. That's what Twitter feels like to me. I'm not entirely certain that I understand where you're going with that, but you know what? We're just gonna breeze on by. The character limit. But, um, yeah. So, hi everyone. My name's Eunice. With no E at the beginning. If you do the wrong hashtag, then we're gonna have problems. Um, I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source. And today I bought a tiny decorative pumpkin. <laughs> Delicious. I'm not eating it, it's decorative. <laughs> Yeah, until it starts to go bad, at which point you use it for something else. No, I shall keep it forever. Mm. Is it plastic? No. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain that you're going to be able to keep it forever then. Um, <laughs> I'm Anthony, I'm author of Rune and Metagame, and, uh, you know, apparently somebody who understands the life cycle of pumpkins better than Eunice. Don't call it a life cycle. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> You're just assuming... The death cycle of pumpkins? Because it's already dead, sort of. No, it's not. It is the fruit containing seed. Anyways, you do not understand the life cycle of pumpkins better than I do. Who's the one with the biochemistry degree here? <laughs> you, apparently. But, you know, sometimes I think that I cook a little bit more than you do. So if we're talking about fruit... <laughs> no. No. Anyways. Preservation. It shall be a dried pumpkin, and we shall keep it. Oh, okay, so you're going to take the explicit steps to make it... That's a little bit different. Well, not really. I'm just going to keep it and hope it dries. <laughs> That's a choice. Okay. I, I don't know if I would consider it a strong one, but it is a choice. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Squash preservation shall be my next niche um, area of interest. <laughs> 
scheduling out hyperfixations. Um, you have to introduce yourself. So, I did introduce <laughs> oh, myself. Oh, wait, did you start? No! Oh, yeah, you commented. Um, okay, yeah, it's your turn. Exactly. <laughs> We're caught up now. It's my turn this week, and I think what I want to bring to the table is kind of a magic system for a sort of urban-ish, fantasy-ish system where the thing that is the power that people have access to is they can, for some reason, I don't exactly know why, and it's a, a certain limited subset of the population, apply some sort of like pocket dimension area where one effect always occurs to reality which sounds confusing so i'm going to explain it a little bit better like let's say that your sort of pocket dimension area effect the effect that you have is is fire okay. so you couldn't like control fire that already exists but you could create an area of fire with velocity and like launch it at the enemy but like everything you do involves bringing fire into existence in some way shape or form and somebody else might have i don't know gold so they could do a similar thing where anything that they would do would involve creating gold maybe this gold disappears over time or whatever probably so that it doesn't absolutely demolish economies and everything but they can summon this gold into existence and if they really want they can make like gold bullets and gold you know buildings but like it has to involve the creation of this gold in the world, and that's, like, the entire basis of the power. Uh, okay, so people can do one effect within a certain area? Well, it's not, like, within a certain area. Like, maybe they have, like, a maximum space they can affect, right? Um, but it's not, like, you know, limited to within five feet of your body. It's just, like, vaguely close by. Probably awareness-based. Okay. And then it's just random what your magic is. I at least wouldn't allow people to intentionally choose. Okay. Um, is there levels of, like, is everyone approximately the same strength? I mean, what I would do is I would make people, like, be able to grow in strength. But, like, where you start out is approximately the same almost no matter what you have. Okay, so is it something like you just have to like study harder if you wanna, or practice more with the power, or you know? Okay. That one actually seems probably more relevant. Oh, well, I mean, practicing should be considered within the realm of study, but okay. Well, some of them would be. I don't necessarily consider practice in the realm of study because you can study football uh, rather a lot without ever practicing football. Yeah, but you can't practice football without studying football. Practice should be a subset of study. Well, it's more the other way around, right? The way that you just said it. No. Hmm, okay. I'm saying practice is a subset of studying. Because considering anything you do to get better at something to be study. Practical studying. Practical study. Okay, um, no, more, no more semantics. Um, <laughs> no, not semantics. What am I trying to say? I'm pretty sure that semantics was, in fact, the correct word there. 
where you like argue over the technical definitions of things? Yes. Okay. Excellent. What we're talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, studying. <laughs> uh, so okay, you got people. They can make one thing happen, and uh, you know, when you only have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Is that the saying? Something like that. I mean, it's a little bit more of when you only have a hammer and can only get a hammer. Make everything into a nail. If you can deal with a problem like a nail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can deal with a problem like a nail, then you might as well. So everyone's got to creatively apply their one magic. You know, maybe analogies work or something. <laughs> I mean, you know, within that like one effect that you can apply, you do have... A significant amount of variation, you know, because if you had, like, you would always, like, your little summoning into reality thing always made carbon. That that gives you a pretty wide range of effects that you could pull off. Well, yeah, that's a bit overpowered. <laughs> Honestly, summoning carbon is, like, cooler than summoning fire. <laughs> summoning carbon is wildly overpowered in... So many different ways yeah. that it's not even... That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's main character material. <laughs> that's not main character material because you wouldn't be able to challenge them if they knew anything about chemistry whatsoever. Well, maybe, maybe they don't know anything about chemistry. <laughs> ah, yes. The book of, we need to study carbon... <laughs> chemistry maybe and that's our entire maybe book. the main character just has to actually come come up with like a visceral understanding of quantum mechanics in order to like properly use their carbon control to the fullest potential i mean everybody would fully need to come to grips with like quantum mechanics to get the fullest potential out of their stuff no i mean because a lot of the stuff is like you know like fire it's like heat which is like quite simple compared to like, okay, today... Okay, we're... but bringing heat into existence is... You can have so many different effects with that. Yes. And is it it's... just heat, or is it actually the vibration of of molecules? Because, like, you know, which effect that is is wildly distinct on uh, the effects that you're going to have. Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, that. there's a difference between that and, say, like, okay, today... We're gonna make Buckminster Fullerene, and <laughs> you know, like, is that? <laughs> That's just like hard. <laughs> Are you going to explain what that technical term means, or am I gonna have to look it up to make sure I don't screw it Bucky up? Bucky balls. It's where you make a little ball out of carbon. Bucky, how do you not know about Bucky balls? I was fairly certain that I knew what it was, but I also was going to look it up so that I didn't screw Bucky it up. Bucky Balls! Uh, turns out it's not actually an area of study for me. Bucky Balls. <laughs> Buckminster Fullerene. That's what happens when you name yeah. things after people. It sounds stupid, but someone named Buckminster <laughs> <laughs> came up with it. So, there you go. We have an entire several rows of the periodic table that... Definitely agree with you. Um. Okay. Um, yeah, but, like, think of think of all of the configurations of carbon. Like, just pure carbon, let alone, like, carbon bought into other shit. Like, just pure carbon. <laughs> pure carbon is already going wild. Okay. Especially if you can, you know, 
some of it in like discrete uh, sections that are like tiny. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know, like don't even think about diamond. That's so basic. Like, unbonded carbon dust in the air. That's a great combo. Just molecular carbon or what's it? Graphene sheets, nanotubes. Like the possibilities. Ah. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh man but you know well you know but like some uh some people are going to do better with uh summoning you know because there are some elements that are like super stable in one um what's the word configuration the configuration but like in another configuration they're ludicrously radioactive so you know well i mean if you're talking about atomic weights that's separate from Molecular structure. I didn't mean molecular structure, I meant atomic structure. Okay, well then, that's not configuration. Those are isotopes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, one isotope is super stable, and one isotope causes nuclear <laughs> radiation. Yeah. So, you know, I figure, like, the amount of studying is like variable but depending on what exactly you have control over just because so some things might like initially be considered kind of not weak but like annoying powers because it's like okay come back after you've studied for 15 years and you you can like draw a dodecahedron in your mind (laughs) 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 you know and then some of them are like, like for instance, for heat, like it probably, it, it's a lot of work to be like very precise in your control, but it's probably not a lot of work to be like destructive, which when it comes to killing people, it's all you need. <laughs> it really is. But you know, if you're affected something like, I don't know, nitrogen creation, it probably takes you a while to figure out what you can do. I mean... You can suffocate people. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah, if you, like, held it over their head for several minutes. Or, you know, if you want to... I'm saying, like, f- what's your process of figuring out this power? What do you mean? Just summon a ton of it. Just keep summoning it. Just push all the oxygen out of, <laughs> and, the, out of the area. Yeah, but you would have no visible indication of what you were doing at exactly. all. Exactly! And then your enemies would just be like, drop dead. <laughs> Yeah, your enemies. I'm saying, how do you deal with first finding out about this power? What do you mean? There has to be... People just know. Like, they know when they're summoning. I would say that they know when they're using their power, but they don't know what they're using their power on to start. No, because it's like, it's not just summoning. They have control over it, too. So, like... No. Well, they have con- they can control how it's summoned, but they can't control it once it is summoned. So that's what I said specifically. Well, that's... They still, you could make a breeze. <laughs> yes, the most powerful weapon known to mankind, light breeze. <laughs> hey, hey, do you know how terrifying that is? A light breeze. And then you just slowly drop dead of hypoxia, not even having the suffocating sensation of increased carbon dioxide levels in your blood to warn you that you're dying. Nightmares. Okay, the, the gentle death. Now there's an assassin named called the called the gentle wind in this world. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism for something. But it's not. 
the gentle wind of death. You feel a soft breeze on your face for no reason. You're doomed. <laughs> if you feel a soft breeze on your face for no reason, then make sure that you have your oxygen sensor on you. What? <laughs> You're doomed. You shall not escape the area before your brain shuts down from hypoxia. <laughs> yeah, that's a good assassin. Good assassin. Excellent. <laughs> good assassin. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, they have more ability than somebody who could, you know, I don't know. They would have a more subtle ability than somebody who could vaguely affect the density of things in their area. Although I don't know if that would that would work. Not if you're calling it a summoning power. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was summoning so much as, like, areas. But, like, yeah, if we're going for the full summoning, like, you're bringing something into existence, I don't think density would work. Yeah. Although applied density, eh, you know what? That gets into really complicated territory that I'll leave up to the author because uh, it takes ages and ages of research to figure stuff out like this. And I don't recommend it. Nope. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, nitrogen's overpower. You could summon liquid nitrogen. Ha! There's the easy way and there's the hard way. Which way you want to die? <laughs> I mean, anything that you can summon liquid, you could obviously do, like, a water cutter with. Yeah, but liquid nitrogen, you know, that's not the water cutter thing. That's, that's the problem. Also freezing, yeah. You know, it's the minus whatever <laughs> decrease. You can combine problems. It really is. <laughs> okay, that's... Anyone who gets to summon an element is extremely overpowered. <laughs> Even people who summon compounds are extremely overpowered. Like Yeah, but just an element in any um, state of matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, liquid oxygen. You know, <laughs> well, I, I imagine it would be difficult to make these uh, adjustments. So you couldn't just like... Be like, oh, I figured out what my power is. All right, instantly make a ton of liquid oxygen. Well, yeah, you know, it's like the... Otherwise, you know, you have people like liquid hydrogen would be absolute monster. Liquid anything is really a monster. But it's just the farther it is from its like natural state at the current temperature and pressure conditions, the harder it is to manifest. The bigger the change, the more you need to have power to manifest it. Yeah, so, you know, there are levels. <laughs> Does that mean that, like, the higher in the periodic table elements are just harder to summon at all? You mean the radioactive ones? Well, I don't mean the radioactive ones necessarily. Like, you know, uh, mercury is, is not radioactive and it is pretty far down there. Okay, why would that be hard to summon? Because it is a bigger change from, like, what's naturally around in the environment. No, it's not. You mean, like, the fact that it's pure mercury? Yeah, I'm talking about the fact that it's mercury in an environment where there isn't really that much mercury just hanging around. I don't think the rarity of the element affects it, but certainly... No, like, I think if you're trying to summon, like, liquid mercury at room temperature, that's fine. Probably the amount you can summon is probably relative to its abundance. <laughs> I feel bad for the people with uh, the ones that, like, barely occur, occur in nature then. No, those are the richest ones. What are you talking about? 
They can just summon it and sell it. <laughs> well, except for the ones that occur in nature in, like, you know, one, um, what are those called? One, uh, atom quantities before immediately degrading into something else. Okay, so you're talking about the radioactive ones. Let's just not give... Well, those two, yeah. Let's not just not give anyone a radioactive <laughs> element. Nobody's allowed to have an element that's radioactive by default. Yeah, it's too unstable. You have to have a stable configuration in order for this element to be available. Yeah. Doesn't need to be a lot, but it does need to be stable. You can summon radioactive isotopes of a stable element, but only with a lot of practice and power. Okay. Oh, that, that'd be pretty fun. Can you imagine altering the carbon? 13? There would be people who could fully just summon types of radiation too. You can you can alter the carbon thirteen content of an item to forge how old it is if you're good enough. I don't know if you could alter it. Yeah, you could. Like you could just add some more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to just dump into like solid objects. Why not? You can do whatever you want as long as you're good enough. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about being able to make this effect on solid objects, because that seems uh, like it has disturbing implications for the effect on the human body. Well, I mean, you can't... There's no magic system where it's not laughably easy to kill people. Okay. <laughs> I want to make a magic system where it is laughably easy to kill people, but you at least have to put in the barest modicum of effort instead of having a four atom thick layer of whatever the hell you can summon in the middle of their body bisecting it well fine all you got fine all you gotta do is add the mystical thingy where it's like living organisms seem to repel sunning powers screw that that's, that's their <laughs> things that are solid that's everyone's exit strategy oops we made it too easy to kill each other okay we'll make it harder to kill each other for hashtag reasons <laughs> It doesn't get that much harder to kill somebody, even if you can't summon directly inside their body. I mean, all you gotta do is block up their nose and mouth with whatever. Yeah. Or crush them. So you gotta wear, like, a whole breathing apparatus if you want to fight people. But again, this is not all the ways we can think of to kill people with magic. Email us if you want to listen to that episode. <laughs> Frankly, there are a lot, and depending on your magic system, there may be more or less, and usually more. There's always more. <laughs> okay, there's a bunch of people with magic. Some of them are troublesome. Some of them are scary. Some of them are troublesome if they become scary. <laughs> Mostly they're both. Um, you know, but you got, you got people who are just like, you know, I'm just gonna make vinegar. Or... <laughs> Um, I don't think make vinegar is the typical Or like I can just let them fertilize things You know some people just have normal jobs that don't involve killing everyone (laughs) Yeah I mean you know it would be useful to have like somebody who could summon solid stuff Um, I would say even if it dissolved over time but really especially if it dissolved over time for like construction Although, you know, we have to, like, oh, so all this stuff is, like, fake stuff that disappears eventually? It's not fake. It's, like, chemically real and everything, but it will disappear eventually. Chemically real. So, like, it'll interact with the things in in the environment as if it was, like, quote-unquote real, but over time it does dissipate. Okay. So that will 
deal with, um, you know, the, the fact that without this, everything would continue to accumulate until there was too much mass everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be the, uh, the reason. Uh, okay. Does the time things last vary depending? I think it would vary depending on what it was you were summoning. Yeah, that probably seems fair. Or maybe the amount that you're summoning. You know, if you summon a lot, maybe that'll be more temporary. More temporary in this case, meaning it lasts like a week instead of three days. I don't know, maybe if you... No, wait, the other way around. A week instead of three. You just said the same thing again, but people know what you mean. No, three weeks is what I said the second time. Okay. Instead of three, because I didn't say days the second time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe if you, like, really need something to stay, you can just summon one, one object for the rest of your life. If it's really important. You have, like, a permanent limit and, like, a total limit? Yeah. Or, like, you know, if it's something that you just keep with you at all times. I mean, if you keep it with you, you can just repair yeah, it all the time, yeah. right? Yeah, but the, it'll... It'll, it's like a non-issue. It'll actively consume your summoning power, so then you can't summon others. Not like a lot of it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe there's like a certain amount of max mass that everyone can summon. So if you keep stuff around permanently, you know, you can summon less other stuff. That almost certainly seems fair. It's fair. Okay, it's fair. We're imposing some sensible limits. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> So if you keep around a constant bubble of heat around yourself, <laughs> it limits how much heat you can put in other places. Yay. But you could, you know, go on expeditions to the Antarctic without worry. <laughs> there are plenty of things to worry about in the Antarctic except for cold. Like what? <laughs> the cold is just the biggest issue. Not that much. I mean, the lack of food, sure. But... Lack of food... Wildlife, difficulty of navigation. There, there is no scary. Lighting. There is no scary wildlife in Antarctica. What are you even worried about? The penguins. The murder penguins. There is a lot of penguins. Okay, okay. but no matter how many penguins there are, you shouldn't be that afraid of them. They're... What if they have superpowers the same way that you well, do? Well, let's not let's not have superpower penguins for no reason. <laughs> Dang it, no super-powered penguins? No. Disappointing. Only regular-powered penguins. <laughs> Disappointing. Okay. Um, okay, well, you know, there's people who have to learn the... Like, you know, whatever thing you summon in, you gotta learn the physics behind it to... Make the most out do, of it. Yeah, to, to summon it well. And so, you know, maybe, like... You're born with the power, but until you really, like, are smart enough to, like, understand abstract concepts, it's not really a lot, so it's not... I wouldn't say, like, you have access to the power at first. I would just say, like, you know, the the easy excuse here is, like, until puberty, it doesn't really kick in. Yeah, everyone does that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's an easy solution that waits until somebody has the ability to understand what's happening without also giving them the time to actually figure out what's happening, you know? It's so cliche. 
It's so... No time to prepare, but it does give you time to understand what's happening. And that's really the benefit. I mean, you, know? you have time to prepare. You know it's coming. Everyone knows puberty's coming. <laughs> I think. <laughs> they do, sort of. Okay. But you... you Like, if you're eight at the time, you haven't gotten a whole lot of briefing on it. But it's like, what kind of... You should be... Uh, the American school system. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on um, to when children should be educated about puberty. Um, <laughs> I feel that it's much earlier than the American system does, or most systems do. But I also am aware that I'm an outlier. Because, you know, like, occasionally people do hit puberty at age 8, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. Okay, never. We're not gonna get into it because we all agree. Terrible education. It will make system. us both angry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Oh yeah, I guess like you know that the power's coming, but unless you know what it is, you can't exactly start studying for it. So I mean, unless I would also say that you're not able to be tested on whether you have the power or not before you would reasonably have access to but, it. But you know, I guess. I mean, if this is a world where, in general, you need a very strong grasp of chemistry and physics to succeed, you know, they'll they'll put in the education, you know, curriculum. Well, if you don't have any of this power, it's just kind of a, you know, useful side knowledge. Yeah. Which I would assume that most people do not actually have this power, because it would very quickly break the world. Wow, that's mean. <laughs> Is it mean? Well, maybe, maybe it's just really, really hard and technical. So, like, everyone has the potential for it, but not everyone, like, goes for it. Or maybe it takes everyone a toll. Everyone has the technical potential, but, you know, maybe Maybe not. it takes a toll on you to, you know, constantly violate nature. <laughs> Maybe it shortens your lifespan. I don't think I'd go with shortening your lifespan, because that just sort of... That sort of results in obvious dystopia in a way that I just don't want to deal no, with. No, I don't... Maybe um, it doesn't directly shorten your lifespan, but it's considered an extremely high-risk career choice due to lots of people having unfortunate accidents while they're learning their powers. <laughs> that would definitely be a visible and noticeable problem. So... Yeah, let's do that. That said, I don't think that people would choose not to most of the time. Although I will say that about three quarters of the elements on the periodic table, you're just not going to want to touch. And then of the energies that you could reasonably, like, quote-unquote summon, like, electricity would be neat, magnetism would be neat, but, like, if you get alpha radiation, that's not exactly the most useful power. Well, I mean, if you want to kill everyone, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a power that's super good for murder and not much else. Not murder, like whole-scale invasion of means for conquering. Destruction. Isn't it? Wouldn't that be Gamma that's the one that kills people and leaves their stuff alone? Well, you can kill people with alpha radiation. It's more close range. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I know that the U.S. government was at some point coming up with a way to kill everybody in an area and leave their stuff hey, behind. you don't know. You could be an excellent radiation oncologist, okay? Stop being thinking so destructively. 
<laughs> that would require extremely precise training. But if you had it, yeah, one of the best and most effective doctors that you could get. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you could be excellent. You could summon the radiation right in the tumor. You don't have to pass through anything. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> you'd probably, I mean, given the system that we have, you'd probably have to, you know, get permission from the person who you're affecting in order to, you know, summon it inside their body without going through anything. But I mean, I don't know. You could just make it like a surgery where that like, you... Anyways, we don't need to... You, you cut in first? And yeah, then... so then it's direct. <laughs> but anyways, we don't need to get into the technicalities of how someone would become a radiation oncologist in this system. <laughs> but, it's something that you could definitely have a fairly long discussion on but, if you yeah, wanted to. Email us if you... <laughs> Want to talk about if you want to get into that particular discussion, we will definitely have it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be excellent. Let's pivot this story to a medical drama. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wild! An entire hospital full of people with these powers who are lightly using them. In the... <laughs> yeah, maybe one guy runs the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. You don't know. <laughs> No, I, I wasn't joking, you know. I was saying if you actually want to do that, I'm willing to make that pivot. Well, I mean, I don't really like medical dramas because they're so unrealistic. But on the other hand, it's magic, so then it's less unrealistic. Okay, so much. let's fun. do it. We're running a, a hospital with magic users. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Incredible. Okay, so the electricity guy is a, a cardiologist with a specialization in electrophysiology. <laughs> Probably has some additional people on, you know, balance to try and help with that. Okay, there's a guy, yeah, who controls oxygen, who helps treat um, people with um, carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Probably have somebody who can summon, like, you know... Super sharp blades of whatever element uh, would not be terrible for dealing with skin. The heat guy doesn't need a tool for cautery. <laughs> they just oh. they just use their mind. <laughs> exactly. Very precise surgeons, am I right? <laughs> you have a whole team of surgeons who are hands off and observing as their powers do the work. Yeah, they they nobody nobody touches the patient. They just look. <laughs> Honestly, super sterile. Very sterile. Incredibly sterile. There's just one guy who just summons normal saline. <laughs> <laughs> My superpower, summon normal saline. Yeah. Hey, if you could summon... Of course, the issue with the uh, slowly disappearing materials in this case uh, becomes more of one. Where it's like, okay, so as soon as you leave this hospital, like before you leave this hospital, we need to put you on the special exit plan. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, I've, I've resuscitated you with magical normal saline to keep you alive long enough to give you real normal saline. <laughs> well, no, you do the full resuscitation with the, with the magical saline, and then you sort of, you know, give them a two-week exit process of, you need to drink this much extra water. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, like, I've, um... Actually, that's the great thing about the radiation oncologist, because the radiation will disappear. <laughs> There we, we go. We kill the tumors, but the radiation's gone. Hey! <laughs> Truly massive benefit. Excellent. Uh, let's follow that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we're following all of them. We do like a like a um what's that word? Ensemble cast here. Yeah. You know, they're just running in a hospital. You know, medical school would be very different in this case. You gotta decide your specialization. Oh incredibly. Decide your specialization very early. <laughs> and it's not just your specialization either, because like just the basic practice of it would be different because like this is an environment where you fully know that every single hospital is going to have the ability to fully create an unlimited number of sterile blades. Well, okay. Does that matter? Well, you don't have to, like, order them or anything. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, even, like, places that are not um, well-supplied, you're going to be able to have access to a lot of things that you would not have in other places. I guess, but, like, I don't know. Like, sterile, sterile blades. Sterile blades was not a good no. example because it's not exactly something that's... Terrible, terrible example. That's some, yeah, it's not exactly something that's hard to find. If someone can summon an MRI machine, yeah. They probably couldn't summon an MRI machine, but you could get an MRI machine that's, like, half the size with a person taking up, you know, one of the roles there. I mean, how? If you have electric or magnetic ability, it's not... Super difficult. Well, how are you gonna as far as interface with the computer? That's why I said half the size, not tiny. I don't know. I think it'd be easier to just have someone who can generate super magnets rather than someone who can generate magnetism. Both of those would be useful in their own rights. And they would do the same thing ultimately, right? Well, I mean, the MRI machine is being used 24 hours a day. And, uh,. People don't usually stay awake continuously. That's true. So, but also, more than one person can have magnetism. I mean, that's real specialist training. That's real. That's real specialist. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I were a person who controlled magnetism, I wouldn't want to just be an MRI all day. It's kind of, you know, limiting. I mean, it's limiting, but, like, there's a lot of people who would look at that and be like it's limiting but it's also a completely stable living that i can just do and never have any issues and that's appealing because eh, it's like you need a lot of higher education to get that precise at controlling magnetic fields so or a lot of practice that's not necessarily education yeah, but it's still... Oh, wouldn't that be awful? There's some self-taught, like, super genius in this uh, ensemble cast, too. Except they're not that much of a super genius. They're just massively self-taught and have huge gaps in their education, but their power is useful enough that they're brought in anyway. I mean, I think in this world, to a certain extent, like, everyone is largely self-taught because it's not like there's going to be a good school system for every type of power because there's so many i mean there's not like an individual track but you can like group things right kind of but there's still a lot of yeah there's a lot of there are differences between like you know sodium and potassium obviously but like most things they're gonna be pretty much the same whoa (laughs) like whoa (laughs) You would have the same greater training while having specialist for your specific element. There's like one or two classes. Uh, I mean... Probably a little bit more than one or two, but like not a lot more. If we're 
talking about controlling sodium or potassium in a way that keeps somebody alive. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree. <laughs> I didn't say controlling them. Again, they can create it, they can't control it. What's the point? You can't work in a hospital with that level of willy-nilly control. Yeah, sodium and potassium would not be good for hospital work. Hey, sodium and potassium are the most important electrolytes in your body. Email me if you disagree. (laughs) If you had combinations of them, they'd be great. But alone, they're kind of a problem. Well, the point is, you can't have someone working in a hospital where the sodium guy and the potassium guy take the same glasses. That's not not right. (laughs) They're gonna die. They take the same primary glasses, not the same specialist glasses. That's what I just said. But it's like, that's that's assuming there's enough people with the same power that you will have a teacher with the same power as you. I'm going to assume... Yes, because there's like a certain limited number of elements, which would be like probably half or more of the powers that exist. Then you have the energies, which are a lot of different kinds of radiation. Yeah. Plus heat and electricity. Well, those are the only kinds of energy you can think of. Well, you also have kinetic energy, but summoning kinetic energy seems... Fun. (laughs) It does seem fun, but also like a huge problem. (laughs) You summon it into whatever you're touching at the moment. <laughs> well, as we said, you have an area of effect where you summon kinetic energy. No, I would limit that one to touch only. <laughs> oh, I see. It's the one power that we have that's just touch. Yes. Because it's so ridiculous because if it's not. You can't just move everything. I mean, that, that, it's not like, you know, limits it that much. You're touching the earth after all. And I mean, <laughs> you know, it's not technically telekinesis and it would be extremely difficult to use it like telekinesis i mean it'd be extremely easy to use it in a destructive way (laughs) oh yeah i think that's the biggest issue with this system is that it's like extraordinarily easy to use destructively and then if you're trying to use it for anything else it is a mess well maybe that's the that's the the story it's like we take all these powers where... You have truly horrific injuries coming into this hospital drama. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, you know, you're fighting you're fighting the natural tendencies of these powers. You know? We're clawing healing from destruction. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds like a lot of fun to have it essentially be like the superhero hospital hospital drama. Where, like, the injuries that you're getting are insane. Maybe this hospital specializes in magical mishaps. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're trying to lower the training mortality rate from 50% to 40%. Oh, man. And really, that is an improvement. That's a lot of... That's a huge improvement. (laughs) That's what, 20% improvement? Yeah. And think about how many more trained magicians come out of it that can then teach other people to not kill themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the whole deal of like, all right, how do we deal with this person who has way too much palladium in his body? Yeah. <laughs> how do you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, don't summon it into your own body. How stupid do you have to be? <laughs> 
Well, that was the mistake, right? This is... <laughs> I thought, no, no, no. Let's, it's hard to summon things even into your own body. Let's, you know, let's, let's preserve some of our poor, poor children. Um, <laughs> some of them. I mean, it's, it's... You know, if they're 9 or 10 and they don't understand their power, it's fully possible that they could come in with that injury. It's easy enough to kill yourself without summoning foreign elements directly into your body. Like... Oh, yeah. Let's just make it hard... Yeah, no, no. Including your own body. It is hard to summon it in directly into living organisms. Okay, there's enough ways to ki- You could crush yourself with palladium. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, don't summon it directly Suicide rates in this universe, not yet. <laughs> um, mostly because the success rate is a little bit too high. Oh no. So many injuries. They're just constantly in a state of crisis at this hospital. Like, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That's what makes it interesting. Oh man. We'll have some, you know, medical insider fun by uh, paging these people all the time. Um. <laughs> I think this hospital might have moved past pages. It's like, what is it now? It's a little bit higher stress than... What is it now? <laughs> it's like, how... They just have, like... They just have, like, an earphone where they're, like, getting a constant string of updates. Oh, maybe the hospital is directly attached to the, the school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning... It's a teaching hospital slash... You know, hospital Specialist for students. <laughs> you know, this is on everything. Just you got. You don't even have to leave campus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I assume our characters are just. You know, it's an ensemble cast. Yeah, you know. You know, make them interesting. And that's all you really need to do. You know, they got some kooky powers. You can, like, show off your physics knowledge. You can... And your medical knowledge. You know. Both of them really heavily. And then, you know, random drama stuff like relationships and fighting for promotions and... Um, Trying to have a relationship in the middle of this absolute chaos does not work most of the time. It's just, well, you know, if it just worked out, then there'd be the drama would be over too soon. <laughs> That's why it's a drama. Um, what else do people do in dramas? Like, kind of dying, but then actually not dying, and everyone goes, oh, wow, they didn't actually die. Um, <laughs> and then some people do, in fact, actually die. Yeah. Sometimes somebody with some ridiculous power loses control over it, even though they weren't in one of the power training courses. Maybe, you know, you can have a case of amnesia, because that's medically accurate. <laughs> I would avoid things that are not medically acu- accurate. It's magic. If you're doing a medical You job. can do whatever you want. That's not what magic means, especially when we have a magic that's so deeply grounded in realistic chemistry and physics. Maybe there's, like, an electrical specialist who specializes in brains. That would be cool. And creepy. They spend absolutely ages on every single case. But they fix it. And even then... Yeah, even then they they have a decent success rate, but it's not perfect. Well, I mean, you know, there's, like, a 30% chance that you'll just end up in a coma. But if you're willing, you know... If your quality of okay, life... Okay, some problems, <laughs> that would be worth it. Or maybe it's like, if you're in a coma, there's a 30% chance that you'll die, but 70% chance that you'll wake up. 
It's like, I've done this a lot. I can give you 70% that I can wake them up, or 30% they just die. Either way, the problem's dealt with. Either way, you know, <laughs> but... roll the dice. Let's Instead of this waiting, let's just have an outcome. Yeah. Honestly, that would be really good for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, email us if you don't know what a magical hospital would look like. Um, and let will write this for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't say, like, email us as a first resort. Maybe a second one. Or if you want to go to us to figure out where to start. There's a lot of research involved here. You know, just decide which specialties you want. And then figure out what they do. And then, you know, make some magic summonings that fit that. And go. <laughs> and maybe even some magic summonings that don't seem to fit it. But you could figure out a way where they do fit in. Yeah. And then also think of some, like, creative ways that dumb kids who are undertrained could uh, kill themselves. And, you know, but, but almost die, but not actually die. But need, you know, medical attention. <laughs> it's way too easy to actually die in this system. I don't know how anyone's surviving. Why does anybody want to learn this? The mortality rate's too high. I guess... Well, the problem is that you might not always be able to control it, right? So if you don't learn it at all, then you may just not have control. And occasionally, you just summon stuff. You know, it's probably one of those, like, one of those things where everybody thinks that they're going to be the exception. <laughs> also, teenagers with superpowers has never been a great uh, combination either. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, I can do it. I'm special. And then, you know, before you know it... Teenagers have zero concept of mortality unless they've been directly confronted with it in the past. And even then, it takes, like, two or three times. <laughs> Not always. Depending on the teenager. It just takes one that sticks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, if you like this story, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you think it's absolutely ridiculous and just want to complain about it, uh, you know, it's the same address. You can definitely reach us there. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guest at unwrittenimaginings.com. We would appreciate it if you could like us on whichever platform or give us a rating or a review or share us with somebody who you think might enjoy the show. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.